Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. Um, I won't hold you in suspense any longer. I'm joined by the original siren, uh, the, the veteran of the Scottish scene, I could say, Sarah Marie Taylor. How are you doing? Great, fabulous. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm, no, no one asks that. I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> uh, so when I announced that you were going to be a guest on this, uh, I didn't get any questions in, but there was a lot of buzz. A lot of people are very excited. So what I'm, what I'm thinking is, you must be a very nice person. <laughs> so everyone must love you. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this next hour doesn't change that. <laughs> so, we'll, <laughs> so we'll start with the, the easy question, the obvious one. How did you get into wrestling? Yeah, um, so I started watching, I must have been maybe seven or eight, started watching WWE or WWF then, because um, I'm really old. <laughs> I started watching because my dad watched it, and I think that's sort of been his longest lifelong regret is <laughs> introducing me to wrestling. Um, yeah, and I just loved it from the, the second I saw it, I was just really captivated. And um, yeah, I never stopped. And I started watching it myself and getting up in the night to watch Raw Live and <laughs> getting up to watch the pay per views. And uh, much to my parents' dismay, um, yeah, I just, I was hooked. So, seven or eight, so what kind of time period is that? Is that actually era further? Yeah. Or? Okay, yeah. so we're around about the same age then, so that, that's fine. I don't feel so old when I do this thing. <laughs> uh, so, is there any favourites? I think I did, you were one of my first interviews actually when I started this whole website uh, back in 2014, I think it was. Um, yeah, and I remember at the time one of your favourites was uh, Trish Stratus. Oh yeah, always. Um, uh -huh. So what was it about Trish that really caught your eye? I think it was just, do you know, it was a combination of like, she's obviously so beautiful. She was, you know, like, she was like that, that girl, that woman, you know, every man wanted to be with her, every woman wanted to be her. Like she was just, she was so beautiful, but so like, talented and she was just good at everything there was just no like she could talk she could wrestle like she was just she was just fantastic like everything about her yeah definitely definitely one of those ones as well it's like when, when you i mean of course i was i was very young i was like uh, 12 13 so she was like one of my favorites uh, for mm -hmm. probably different reasons than than yourself but uh she was one of those when you see her she's just she looks nice like if you met her mm -hmm. you'd be like well, clearly, you'll be nice to me. You can you see characters or wrestlers uh, nowadays when you look at them and go, "I don't, I don't, I don't want to meet you because I think you're going to ruin you for me." Yeah, ruin so, my perception. Yeah, exactly. She, she always seems to be um, just a really nice person. Was there anyone else that, that uh, caught your eye when you started watching? Um, do you know I was absolutely, and, and I mean, I was a child, so it was all very real to me. I. I I hated all the heels and I loved all the <laughs> but I found Stephanie McMahon so captivating that was at the point where she was on TV all the time and there was just something despite the fact you were like god I hate you like she was so captivating just her character um I found her fascinating yeah so she'd be yeah. another one um, yeah, around, around about that time, if I remember it, when I started watching, uh, the first match I saw, which I mentioned in a previous podcast, was Undertaker versus Kane, and then Inferno match. So I was about eight or nine, so it was nightmares. So I'm in the same boat, it was all real. Uh, it was just yeah. 
terrifying and real. Um, but yes, the Stephanie should have been would have been right in the cor- corporation McMahon Helmsley era uh, yeah. at that time. So she would be a, a fair focal point as well. Um, so yeah. you go from that point. How do you end up becoming a wrestler? So there's a fair gap between that. But how did you go from fan to wrestler? Um, so I should say at the same time my best friend started watching wrestling at the same time as me, we were both absolutely obsessed with it. Um, we both, you know, went to our first show with a big sign saying we want to be WWE divas. And <laughs> like, um, so yeah, it was just, it was really a thing that kind of brought us even closer together. And um, actually we, we looked into training and stuff, but we didn't think there was anywhere to do that up here. Um, and it wasn't until we were in PE class one day <laughs> at high school, wearing our matching Trish Stratus, the you know the hundred percent Stratus faction T-shirt <laughs> with the star and the, um, we were wearing those matching. And our friend Ricky, who wrestles as Taylor Bryden, he came up to us and was like, "I've actually recently started training. You should come along." Um, and we did the very next week, and we just yeah never looked back. So it was uh, W3L you started with, is that right? Yes. Right, think of that. Um, so how did, how, what were your first thoughts when you started training? Uh, how, how did it feel or was it just all pain? <laughs> well, um, so out of the two of us, Amy was by far the most athletic. I wasn't a sporty child <laughs> in any way. I, uh, I did gymnastics and I did netball and I did all the stuff that you do at school, but I wasn't, I wasn't particularly sporty. Um, so I think the actual moves and the, the, the picking up the movements was a bit more difficult for me, but the theatrical side of it came to me quite naturally. Um, so the the character and the showing at people and all of that was, yeah, kind of was where my strengths lay. Um, and the moves all came. It just, but it was a lot of a lot of practice. I was training three times a week, um, pretty early on. So when you start, so when you actually um, got in W3L, did you start off as a manager or did you just go straight into wrestling? Yeah, I was a valet first and um, I know that in a sense that's kind of frowned upon now because if you, you're told kind of if you want to be a wrestler, be a wrestler. But I think that that experience was so valuable for me um, in terms of getting the interaction with the crowd and the character work and I was able to do all that before I even had to think about you know, stepping in the ring and having a match. So by the time I did that, I had all that kind of firmly in my head and I, I was able to do that without thinking about it really. And um, and it was a lot easier for me. Um, so it's the same with, uh, well, just to, to take an example of someone that, that you mentioned, Stephanie McMahon, um, you, you build up all that, that animosity, especially if you're, you're managing a, a, a heel. Um, you build all that up that people want to see in the ring, even just to get your 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 ass kicked. But it at least builds your character up to to get to that point. Um, one of the times I actually saw you, the first time I saw you at a live show was you managing Alan Grogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was W3L in Elgin. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was exactly that. You, you came out, you antagonised everyone, and there was people around me going, I just want to see her get battered. I mean, yep. obviously, in a theatrical way, and I'm just going, right, I'm going to wait until she finishes and I'm just going to batter her outside. But it was just, uh, yeah, exactly that, um, just uh, that, that build-up. So 
when you finally did get in the ring for real uh, as a wrestler, not as a manager, um, who was your first match against and what was that like? Um, it was against my best friend, Amy, who is now Brandy Max, who's my tag partner now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my first match was against her. Um, it was so, nerve-wracking still, even though I think the kind of crowd work aspect, aspect of it I had figured out, but just the, yeah, the being out there, just the two of you, everyone looking at you, it was, it was nerve-wracking. Uh, so to jump ahead quite a bit in the future, um, so Brandy Max, of course, returned, was it start last year? Or was it the, yeah. the months have gone all over the place um, because of all this, this COVID stuff. I know. Time has no meaning there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was it like uh, being back in the ring with, with your best friend as, as Cirque du Lit? So yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that like? Um, amazing, yeah. Like, it just, just felt so natural. Um, it's the most fun I think I've had in a, a really long time um, because we're both equally as over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun, yeah. It's often the best way. Um, so we'll yeah. go back in time again and, and, and go back to another tag team which I think people would be disappointed if I didn't speak about it, uh, would, of course, be your, yourself and Carmel as the Glamour Gym. Um, yeah. Probably one of the well, one of the first or, or at least main tag teams uh, for females anyway in Scottish wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, how did that come about? Was it just, just a friendship struck up or just put together and it worked? Or what was it like? Yeah, um, I think similarly, we started off, there was only the two of us and it, one point and then we wrestled each other so often and then I think we got kind of booked down south and put together and it just worked and um and yeah we just kept that going everywhere we went and yeah I think um, that was it really <laughs> and one of the more recent tussles that I watched I watched uh Fierce Females Mad Maxine recently um your match with the Owens uh, mm -hmm. so was that a match that happened quite a lot just because that's that was the only two real tag teams about in Scotland. Uh, yeah, um, I, I mean, I think it probably was that, but I think as well, like, we just, we worked so well, like, there was something there that the matches were so easy and so fun and, and we worked really well together and I think that that's kind of maybe the reason we kept getting put in that position, like, I think we all, I think all four of us enjoyed it. So, when you were, when you were getting real, really started, it would have been the four of you guys um, Kaylee Ray, Nikki Storm, Viper, would Viper have been round about when you started as well or was that a little bit yeah. later on? A little, um, a little bit, yeah, not, not yeah. far off. So quite, quite a crop, quite a crop of, of, of people to come up with. Uh, any favourite uh, particular matches or opponents? Um, you know, I was thinking about this before I came on and I was thinking, you know, there's there's two matches and I couldn't tell you precisely what show they were on. Um, two matches that I had against Nikki, both at Fierce Females. I think in one of them we were in the main event and the other one not. But yeah, th those stick in my mind as being two of my absolute favourite matches ever. I really, really enjoyed them. Um, um, I loved for, working Nikki. It's that classic kind of... You can't see it on, on the video screen here, uh, but you will see it when you see like, Sarah on, on YouTube and what have you, that, that you are one of the taller uh, ladies in, in wrestling. And yeah. Nikki is quite a bit shorter. So it's, it's that real classic, like... Uh, Teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, David and Goliath kind of battles as, as well. 
Um, yeah. Especially, that, well, I don't want to spoil Mad Max scene too much, but you end up getting in a tussle with Nikki towards the end of that show, uh, which people should check out. It's a really good good event. Uh, so, yeah. fierce. I think questions because I'm, I'm just like, I'm so excited. I've got so many wrestling questions, but I don't want to take all wrestling at the same time. Um, so, we'll, we'll take a break from the wrestling a minute and just ask our usual silly question, and then we'll see how that goes. Um, our usual question is What's your favourite dinosaur? Ooh, a velociraptor. Velociraptor. So, Jurassic Park <laughs> fan, or? Yeah, yeah. Also, I have a four-year-old, and he is. I've, I've never known as much about dinosaurs in my entire life as I do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm probably on the same wavelength as dinosaurs. Marvel. That's probably about <laughs> my, my, yeah, my only things my, I think about that. And obviously, still those dinosaurs. <laughs> so, um, you retired briefly in 2017. Was yeah. was. I'm not saying was your son the factor, but was his his uh, want to spend time with him a uh, uh, point for that? Or yeah, um, so it was a bit like he would have been sort of one and a half um, when I decided to give it up, and I think it was a kind of accumulation of like what I was doing at the time, and maybe wasn't particularly enjoying, and I felt like I was away all weekend, every weekend from him and missing out on things um, because I work work Monday to Friday so I, I really wasn't feeling like I was spending that time with him that I needed to be and um, it's a bit easier now obviously going back I'm not wrestling absolutely every weekend but also he's a bit older and it's easier to explain to him like you know mom's going to do this and it's yeah couldn't do that at the time so yeah he was the main factor yeah um, well, I've been when this lockdown started. I was in the middle of a health, uh, a whole, was a childcare, childcare course. So what I did realise was that first three, four years, just everything happens. So it's definitely the the time you want to be there because uh, yeah. it is like development, all, all pretty much all the basics, basis for your life happen in that first four or five years. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an incredible time. I haven't actually experienced it myself, I just learned about it. <laughs> that was it, so <laughs> never know, one day, one day. Um, so, uh, sleep now, if, if that's your plan, <laughs> never sleep again. <laughs> that's all right, I mean, it means I could just stay up and watch, watch uh, the pay-per-views and, and maybe get some training because I've, since it's working from home stuff, I've watched like every live show at the moment, uh, every, yeah. every one anyway, because this is my office, this is where I work now, because we work from home, that's the normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's lack of sleep, I, I think that's pretty much my only training so far for it. Uh, has, has he seen you wrestle yet, or is that still just a little bit? Um, no, no, I've, yeah, I don't know how he would deal with that at the moment, I think he's still maybe a little bit too young. Um, and he's very, he's very aware. He's been to the training building with me and stuff, and he's been in the ring. And he, he's aware of what it is. He's seen wrestling, but I don't think he'd be ready to sit in a venue and watch me do it. <laughs> um, it yeah, be a bit, bit traumatic to, to see mum getting kicked, <laughs> pretty much a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't think any child really wants to watch their mum get punched in the face. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, uh, maybe not at four. Maybe when they're a teenager and you, and and they're having that angst moment of the day, going, oh, "I just want to see mum get punched." Just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. <laughs> oh yeah, down the line, absolutely, we'll want. To. 
<laughs> so well, we mentioned your, your favourite opponents being Nicky Storm and favourite matches and, and that. Um, is there anyone from the current crop of of women's wrestlers that, that you have your eye on that you want to get in the ring with that you haven't as yet? It's so many. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm, I work at Fierce Females and they're like the, most of the roster I haven't worked now, um, which is so bizarre because for so long I'd worked everyone a million times <laughs> and now everyone's new and I don't know. Yeah, I've not worked at anybody. Um, there's so many amazing girls. Um, Chantal Jordan, I just, I, she amazes me every time I see her. She's so young, but she's so talented. Um, Giselle, obviously, is top of her game. Um, Rio, and there's a whole bunch of women that I'd l like to work again that I worked, you know, years ago and haven't worked recently. So like Little Miss Roxy, um, Rio O'Reilly. Yeah, there's just, there's so many I could go on forever <laughs> listing people. So it must, must be a fair different then from 2004 when you started. It was quite a small group to now where just the opportunities are, are almost endless. Uh, yeah. is there, have you found that being just far and away different to when, when you started and now? And, and just the it does feel, Yeah, the, the entire atmosphere just feels completely different. Um, the, the girls are so, you know, and I think it's probably partly because women have a much more prominent role on TV now as well, you know, and it, it feels like it feels like the women now have so much more confidence. They know that they they belong there. Like it's it's totally different to kind of when you were the one match on the card and you were kind of ignored. Like it's, it's completely different. It's brilliant. Especially when, when you think, well, it's like, when you think of the biggest companies in Scotland right now, in my opinion, um, you would your top five would easily include Fierce Females. Um, it would be probably them, Discovery, I don't know, probably, I, I would say WrestleZone, but that's more my own bias. But uh, your, your biggest companies includes an all-female company, which yeah. um, if you went back 10 years, maybe, you wouldn't think that would be possible because like you say it was yeah. one match on the card it would have been um well 2010 it probably would have been yourself versus carmel or, or carmel versus kaylee ray or or just like you wouldn't see any of these these younger crop come through uh, until they've they've uh, kind of made names for themselves outside of scotland so to speak because you have, you have your uh, uh, bellatrix down in england as well which yeah. been mainly female talent um so yeah, so it's a humongous gulf in, in, in opportunities now. Is there anywhere that you particularly, you know, I said your opponents, plenty of them, uh, anywhere, companies that you particularly want to get into or return to once all this is over? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy doing what I'm doing and I'm, I'm really excited about getting back to Fierce Females and getting back to Reckless Intent. Um, one company that I've not worked for who I've been to a couple of shows and I just I love the setup and it's always the shows are amazing is um Discovery. I've yeah, I've never worked there, so that would be a goal. Um one of the match well match that came to my mind, I don't know if it's happened already, but as soon as you started as as uh, watching just Trish and, and the Divas and at the time, uh, would have been uh, would be yourself versus Ashley Vega. Yeah. Um don't know if the match has happened, but it just seems that that kind of you being no, there. No, exactly. It was booked to happen at Reckless Intent immediately before we were, like, it was the 
I think the 28th of March. So we went into lockdown literally days before um, that was able to happen. So no, no, it's not happened yet. But it's just this, that stuff. She seems to be, you, you, I said you were the original siren. That's, that's what your, your moniker was. And now she's like the modern day diva. So it kind of, it brings it's kind of near the past but you know what I mean so <laughs> you, you from from uh you, you're kind of the original and now she's kind of the modern I know I'm over 30 now I really changed the siren sort of moniker <laughs> but I, I, I literally turned 30 this year so I, I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> that same kind of pain I don't like telling people I'm 30 because mentally I don't think I'm anywhere near that age and I'm, I'm just like no I'm, I'm, I can't be 30 I, I still like I've got wrestling belts. I can't be 30 if I own a wrestling belt that, that I haven't wrestled for. <laughs> so um, so to, to go back, from, to, again, peel wrestling back and uh, get to know yourself a little bit more. Uh, outside of wrestling, what's, what's, what's your passions? What's your uh, things that aren't involving punching people? Um, I mean, lockdown's kind of forced us all I suppose to help find different things to do and be interested in. Um, one thing that I've really I've, I've always been quite into makeup but I've started kind of doing it more and um, so I started my own little Instagram and um, just lots of pictures of my face <laughs> with different makeup. Uh, so that's a passion of mine now um, it's just another way I suppose of being like a little bit creative and, and doing something a bit different. Um, other than that, I think I've spent the last six months sort of walking and, yeah, um, watching TV, really. There's <laughs> not been a whole lot else. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's been the worst bit of it. Yeah, TV has pretty much been my life yeah. for, for the last couple of months. What, what's, what's the current binge? Or what are you watching right now? Uh, I'm re-watching Buffy right now, which I've, I've seen a million times. So um, <laughs> it's not... Yeah, not new. Um, I recently watched Sons of Anarchy, which was traumatic, but like really enjoyable. Um, <laughs> and I can't think what else I've watched. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, suddenly. Well, my wife's yeah. trying to get me to watch Buffy and I'm just, um, I'm trying. I'm, I, just, I don't. I just. It's not. I don't think it's for me, but <laughs> I'll, I'll certainly persevere. Although she's been distracted right now by this is us. I don't know if that rings oh, a bell. No, no. It's, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. It's it's like the perfect show. Yeah, it, it's. Perfect. <laughs> I think I, I was I was especially as lockdown anyway. I've been trying to just try and find anything, but when I find something, I can just binge all of it, and I'm just like in that moment, that down bit. You just like nothing nothing nothing's good anymore um, yeah. I, I watched the last season of, of Breaking Bad before uh, as well and it was just like well nothing's topping this so I can't watch anything else I can get Breaking Bad that's so no. <laughs> I don't know I've watched like a few seasons and I tried really hard but I, I've got such a limited attention span which I think is another reason that I love wrestling because matches are like you know limited time and uh, yeah I was gonna films. just gonna say if you get past the first season you'll be fine. But if you watched a couple, then no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. If you if you can't get past season two, then yeah, I think that's, that's probably um, a I good time to kind of stop. Too complicated for me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
yeah, I, I think I'm saying, I don't know if it's sci-fi or something like that. I like, I love the comics. I love Marvel movies and, and I'm watching yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But sci-fi, I just can't get into. And there's a, there's a not, not quite sci-fi, but things like Lord of the Rings. I'm just like, I'm watching it going, there's too much lore. I'm just not. I'm not a lore kind of person. I just don't. I don't get it. No, um, I watched all of them too, and I didn't really. I, I still don't really know what happened in them. <laughs> well, the, it, it would have happened by by the time that the, our podcast will come out. But we, we do have. I have a discussion with this with Big Benny, and he, he seems disgusted that I just don't. I don't get Lord of the Rings. It's just. <laughs> it's not well, you're not fun. alone. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so. Um, We've covered pretty much the basic wrestling stuff, um, like where you want to go. And is there any goals that you have? Championship things? Or are you just quite happy just to just wrestle as and when? Um, I mean, I'm really happy wrestling like the way that I was doing prior to lockdown. Um, what one thing that I am looking forward to is um, the Reckless Intent All Women's Show when that gets rescheduled. I think. Um, because I was quite heavily involved in in suggesting people and you know like suggesting matches and stuff and I I would quite like that to go ahead at some point um, and I'm sure it will. The other thing I'm hoping to be able to kind of do moving forward is maybe get a bit into like teaching because um, it's not something that I've really particularly done um, but yeah I've been yeah, just thinking about ways that I can kind of give something back to wrestling that's not uh, me not being involved yourself getting beaten up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would that be primarily at, at, because Reckless have got their all-in show? Would it be Reckless you'd, you'd want to be teaching at, or Fierce Females? Would it just be whatever? Um, so Fair City Wrestling had asked me to go up and do training up there when they get their school sorted out, so that. Sounds pretty good. Um, and Reckless, I haven't been training, but it's an option. Um, yeah, so I'm not really, I don't want to kind of be tied to one place, I guess. <laughs> Quite like yeah, cool. yeah. Especially, if, I mean, bar the, the brief hiatus you had, um, you've been active in the Scottish wrestling scene for what, two, 16 years now? Yeah. Um, like that, like, so you plenty of, of advice uh, to, to impart. Um, I don't. I don't want to spoil your your lessons. But is is there any <laughs> key tips that you'd want to to give anyone that maybe listening is thinking of, of getting involved with wrestling? Um, I suppose the best advice that I could give anybody is just find a sort of credible school, you know, with reputable trainers. Um, and I know that sounds like it's easier said than done, but if you're looking at schools and wanting to wrestle, look at the trainers, see where they've worked, see how often they've worked, you know what I mean? Like see see who it is that will be training you because I know finding the right environment is so important. If you find somewhere that's positive, like you'll just you will thrive. And um like training should be hard, but it should still be enjoyable. It shouldn't be something that makes you miserable. Um so I mean, if it does, you're in the wrong place. I suppose that's one of my one of my thoughts in terms of advice. Um, and I suppose the other thing I'd say is, and this is just comes with age, uh, <laughs> because I'm now 
over 30 and a lot more sort of confident in myself but I know like 10 years ago I wouldn't have been willing to try a lot of things because I'd be worried what people would think or you know so if you've got an idea just go for it like because the worst that can happen is it fails and you do something else so just just try things until you find what works for you absolutely and it must, must be a little bit easier for you for yourself well, again for yourself to do you said because you're, you're a bit older more confident um but nowadays wrestling is considered almost dare I say it cool um mm. i mean back, back when when you would have started it, it it wouldn't have been it would have been that, that thing that you don't tell people that you like um yeah if you had a wrestling t-shirt, you had to make sure it looked nothing like a wrestling t-shirt to wear it outside, otherwise you're going to get mocked for it. Um, mm -hmm. Did you have any resistance from, I mean, obviously I had Amy, who was a huge fan as well. Um, did you have any resistance from any of your, your other friends from when you started, or did they look um, or happy with, with you doing it? They, n none of our other friends were particularly, other than uh, Taylor Bryden. So the three of us were very much a a little unit <laughs> did everything together um, our other friends weren't interested in wrestling at all but they did come along to shows and see us and I would say they were supportive I was quite lucky in that I wasn't in a particularly sort of cool popular group at school <laughs> so uh, yeah like it, it didn't really matter what we liked it's always the best way anyway. uh, so. <laughs> So when you're watching wrestling now, I mean, you've plenty of time to do it. Uh, is there any any favourites just in the world, not not just the local scene? Is there any, any favourites that you, you keep an eye on now? Um, I mean, uh, I'll be honest in saying that mostly all I watch is WWE. That's that's always been. I've always been a WWE fan. Um, I've been kind of catching some of AEW and and TNA at times, but not a lot. Um, at the moment, I'm, at the moment, I'm just obsessed with Bray Wyatt. I love The Fiend and uh, all that he does. Um, and I mean, I've, I've been a massive fan of Randy Orton forever, but I love what he's doing at the moment too. It's, yeah, really enjoying that. Must be kind of surreal when you watch Smackdown and and you see the likes of, well, you see Nikki Cross on screen. And Nikki, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see her, you just look going, about five years ago, I, 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 I kicked her in the head, and uh, <laughs> now look at her. <laughs> so, so uh, if, if there's any any opponents from, like, other than Nikki, of course, uh, anyone from WWE, if, if for whatever reason William Regal or, or Triple H phoned up and went, right, we want you on a show, you get to pick your opponent, who would it be? Male or female, why not? I really love Rhea Ripley, actually. I just I love everything about her. She's just so cool. <laughs> and I love the way she wrestles. Yeah, I would I would love to wrestle her. Nice to find someone that that's kind of your height as well. <laughs> Be kind of like yeah, a, a that's, good match. that's such a rarity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, like I said, when, when I announced this, everyone was like really buzzing, really excited about it. So um, I, I don't want to like end it and just kind like, of go in. Right, that's it. I kind of want to just just ask you everything I can think of. Um, but I've, I've really exhausted, I, I think, all the rest of the questions. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to have to wrap up, and I don't want to. So hopefully we'll get part two done when the shows are going. And, and uh, once, once this, this, this uh, maybe once the Reckless Tent female, all-female show, we can hopefully get back on and maybe preview the show or something like that. That would be Absolutely, yeah. Pretty that cool. would be great. 
And so before I let you go though, um, plug your social media, plug everything you've got, your, your makeup stuff, everything. How can people find you? Um, so I'm on Instagram. I'm just Sarah Marie Taylor. Um, my makeup one you'll find from there because um, there's lots of pictures of my face. <laughs> the, on Twitter, I'm Siren Sarah, which I really, I would change if I hadn't had it for so long. <laughs> um, and I'm also on TikTok, me and Amy, um, and we're Cirque Do Lit. Um, and I think that's about it at the moment. Um, oh, I've got a Twitch, but I don't know how to play games yet, so I'm, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> so I, I had a Twitch when this whole COVID thing started, but I just I can't be bothered. I don't like people watching me play. I just I'm just like, no, I'll be rubbish on my own time. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, before I go, the match that I was thinking of um, that, that I watched was uh, yourself and Nikki at W3L's Clash of the Titans. I think it was a ladder match. Um, yeah. If if it was it was a, while, a good while ago, but. Um, I just remember that match. Just I think that was the time, the match that I went really like well, both of you because it was just incredible. Um, you got any memories of of that match? And was it was it your first ladder match, or you had a couple before? It was my only ladder match. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved that match. Um, my mum and my sister and my friends were all there. Amy was there watching, um, and just the show in general was just. It was just so like well set up and um, the Albert Halls and Sterling is just such a good venue and the match just went exactly how we wanted it to go and uh, again that'd be one of my favourite matches I completely forgot about <laughs> until you said but yeah I, I loved that match. And uh, even though I did the whole wrap up thing I've, I'm actually now thinking of questions. So uh, so Albert Halls um, you said one of your favourite matches, is there any venues particularly like going to uh, for a reaction? Um, I mean, one that springs to mind you might not have fond memories of would have been uh, Govan um, more recently for Source, which was a wild night <laughs> from from yeah. watching it at my from YouTube. They were passionate, though, you know. <laughs> if, if I'm putting a positive spin on it, no, um, I really enjoyed that match as well. Um, the crowd were, were mad, absolutely mad. Um, but that's what you want—you want a reaction. And we got a reaction. <laughs> um, other venues, I'm, I'm trying to. We're going back to Classic Grand at Fierce Females, and I, I absolutely love wrestling there. Um, we used to do shows there; it was great. Um, I really loved doing shows in the Walkabout when we did it there. Um, and other than that, yeah, the Albert Halls in Sterling is always, always a good venue. Um, yeah. Probably, probably just them. I can't think of anywhere else. At the top yeah, of my head. Your match in Govan really had me had me on. Like, I didn't know who to support because I'm a humongous fan of, of the Kings of Catch, uh, which is no secret. Yeah. But I, I love you guys with with uh, Jack and, and Dicky Divers is is yeah. the nine nine. It's just it's everything I want in a team that's just a bit, bit <laughs> cheeky, a bit um, just ridiculous. Exactly, yeah, ri ridiculous, but in the best possible way. It's like it just. I think if if, they, if if you guys pushed it any further, it would be like silly, but it's just in that nice, ridiculous bit in the middle. Um, yeah, and that's so, just us. That's, yeah, that's, again, just bringing as much of our, ourselves into that as you can. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's just us. <laughs> I don't think it would be any secret, I don't think it is any secret, that yourself and, and Dickie Divers are 
uh, a couple. What's it like being able to, to wrestle with him? It's actually, it's, it's strangely normal because obviously long before we were together, I was his valet um, when him and, and Grange were STI. Um, so I valeted them for a long, long time. Um, and so it just doesn't feel any different in a sense. Um, yeah, just totally natural because I was so used to doing it prior to us being together. Well, it must be also handy. Um, we've got all this this COVID stuff going on. Nobody can do anything. Uh, the two of you have been able to kind of bounce ideas off each other, and and uh, um, I don't know if if if, you, if if you've got like a makeshift ring set up in the garden or anything like that, just to just to stay sharp as well. I live in the centre of Edinburgh, so there's no garden, but um, we do have. Um, obviously, Divers is the head coach at the Reckless Intent Training School. Um, so we we have a ring there so once we were able to go there we can go there and and train um which we haven't done as often as we probably should have to be honest <laughs> but um but it is it's amazing having someone to to still be able to work with um at home because i know a lot of people won't be in that position so the, the, the absolute handiness of having that bubble uh, yeah. in there as well um so right this this will be the wrap-up now uh, so you, you did give your, your tip pretty much saying if you don't enjoy it don't do it um, but for any any female wanting to get specifically a female I uh, want to get into wrestling um, what would you what would you tell them and what, what would be your your words of wisdom for them or actually no I'll, I'll change that a little bit if, if you could go back in time to speak to yourself before your first training uh, session what advice would you give yourself Oh, this is difficult. I think I would say to myself, just obviously in light of recent events as well, I think I'd say to myself, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. So if you're being treated in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable or unhappy, don't know your worth. Don't don't put up with it because you want to wrestle. Like I think that has been a major factor in so much of what has happened is that everyone's loves this business so much and wants to wrestle so badly that you don't want to be seen rocking the boat or, or doing something that will have people think badly of you um which is why I, I have huge respect for the women of this generation who have changed that have put a stop to that and are more far more aware than i ever have been as or was at their age i think that's a, a pretty poetic way to end this episode uh, so thank you for for joining me uh, again um, it's it's been a great time and hopefully we've put some wheels in motion to possibly once once all the shows are ongoing we can check in regularly and, and speak about upcoming kind of reckless intent uh, women's shows or fierce females or or whatever whatever we have time to do uh, yeah. anytime but yeah uh, this has been a, a fascinating chat and I've got a bit of a second wind halfway through there. I was like, more questions, more questions are, are squeezing <laughs> through. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll leave it that for the time being. But again, thank you very much. I know you've already plugged your, your social media. Um, if you want to give a quick plug again, just just in case anyone missed it. And uh, we'll, we'll finish up. Yeah, um, so Twitter, I am Side and Sarah, and that's S-E-R-E. Um, Insta, I'm Sarah Marie Taylor. And TikTok, we are Cirque du Lit. Perfect. Okay, thank you very much.
Thank you.